Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Thank you for being here to another episode of the Life Curation Podcast. Today, I would like to talk about the difference between being process or goal-oriented. And to dive right into it, we live in a society that is very goal-oriented. And what can happen when we focus on our goals, we can lose sight of the process and maybe even lose sight of why we want to reach that goal. And I love setting goals. And I think there is a balance between goal orientation and process orientation. It's not one or the other. I just think it's important that we look at both. So let's look at goal setting a little bit first. So I have a feeling many of you have heard of SMART goals before. And SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. So if we set goals... A quote-unquote good goal is if they're smart. So if all these five aspects are part of the goal. What's good about that is that they give us structure. They can also give us motivation and drive and determination. What can also happen is that we get rigid and we maybe lose sight of other options and possibilities because we're so fixated on that one goal. And if we get fixated and maybe a little bit close-minded to just reach a goal because we said we did it, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, um, is we lose our why, and we lose the process. We lose the joy in getting there. Because what's much more interesting is the question of who do I need to become to reach that goal? And then it's about learning versus achieving. And with learning, automatically there will be achievement. If we don't enjoy the process though, it's like a carrot hanging in front of our face and we constantly try to grab it and we keep walking, but the carrot keeps going further away because it's just hanging in front of our face like the donkey. And the moment we reach that one goal, 
we don't even enjoy it, that we've reached it. And we constantly are chasing something without really being able to enjoy the process and to be proud of ourselves because we are constantly feeling that it's not enough. And again, I love setting goals. I think it can really give us a focus. It can give us a goal, a, a thing we want to reach. Which then again, on days that maybe we feel lazy or unfocused, can pull us back to... So it needs a balance of this yin and yang in a way, this really doing versus being. So the doing is the setting the goal and the being is the process. We need both. And a lot of times we're in the doing. And what can also come into play is that and I see that a lot with my clients is that something needs fixing, meaning working on myself. So it's like a project that needs some kind of fixing. And I like to change it to working with myself. And to me, and I'm curious to hear from you how you feel about it, to me this working with myself has a much more softer energy. And it's me, myself and I, <laughs> working together. It's like a co-creation. And then, of course, I have my support team, <laughs> which... Um, you know, coaches, therapists, all of that. And it becomes a self-discovery and it becomes a learning. And this learning never stops. So this is another thing with goals, is that once I have reached this goal, this and this will happen. And most of the time that that's not the case we then run behind this illusion that we will be better. Life will be different once this happens or better once I've achieved this. Another thing is that I notice a lot also with myself is that we have a lot of different goals. And that can also create a sense of overwhelm and not even knowing where to start. And then we end up not doing anything. We're stuck in a way. So I love to work with the Wheel of Life. And on my website, I also have the free online workshop that you can partake, which is the Chaos of Clarity and the first exercise is the wheel of life. And I will share a little bit of examples with you in just a moment on the different areas that the wheel of life includes and how goals versus processes 
can look like. Before I do that, though, another thing that I want to mention is that we human beings, we often have too big of a goal in a short time. So, for example, today I can do this, 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 this. And at the end of the day, I'm frustrated because I wasn't even able to accomplish half. But we also don't give ourselves credit on how much we can achieve in the long run. If we stick to it, and then that's the process again. Because in that, then also comes in the consistency. So with a smaller goal, let's say a daily habit, for example, I can be much more consistent than with something bigger. And in the long run, I will see the result. In the short term, I maybe feel like I didn't achieve this big of a goal. So breaking down the big goals into smaller steps is part of the process. And then enjoying those mini steps is the magic. Also knowing that the magic is also in expanding our comfort zone. And I'm saying expanding on purpose and not stepping out of comfort zone. But it's kind of stretching that comfort zone a little bit. A really beautiful example for processes is for me is process painting. And the name says it already, process painting. And I will link the website in the show notes. In process painting, which I guess is a type of art therapy, is that the result, meaning the painting at the end, doesn't matter. You actually don't even keep it. (laughs) I burned mine. Or no, I think I just threw them out. We also encourage not to show them to anybody because it's your process. And you're standing in front of the paper and you just pick the color that talks to you. So for example, orange, and then you do your first stroke and then you see what out of this first stroke comes. Maybe then after orange, you need blue. And then after blue, there is black. And then suddenly it's white all over it. And then suddenly a tree disappears. (laughs) So you're giving this space to the process. And it can be that it takes a day. Maybe you're in a weekly workshop and you're painting on one painting. And maybe the tree that appeared at the end is not even there anymore because it did its purpose appearing, but then you've painted it over for 
whatever reason. And in workshops, and I've, I've done, I think, two, two workshops a long time ago. But for me, it was really healing to not having to produce a beautiful painting, but just enjoy the material, the paint, the brush, the color, the paper, and just be with that. And the keyword is enjoying, right? And how am I treating myself in the process? Because if I'm enjoying it, I'm treating myself with softness and with love. But if it's just about the result, then it can become a fight. And when we tap into the process, curiosity can come up too. In somatic experiencing, curiosity is a really big aspect. And this question, what happens next? Because we don't know. And if we can allow ourselves to not know what's happening next, we can also learn, learn something on the way to our goal, learn something about ourselves and maybe then suddenly realizing, hey, I actually don't care about it anymore. Something else has become much more important and then allowing that to happen instead of just sticking with it because I said I'd do so. And again, I love goals. So for example, meditation. I had a lot of people that come to my class or that are also coming into my coaching. A daily meditation practice is a topic that they want to do. And then one of the questions I have is why? So becoming clear on why we want something. And Simon Sinek, of course, is the man <laughs> for finding your why. And I will link his stuff in the show notes as well. Also in the chaos of clarity that I mentioned before. That's also one of the steps. But coming back to meditation. Also for myself, I've noticed how much softer I have been able to become towards myself in my meditation practice. There was a time when I said, I will do this 40-day meditation and I just did it because I said I did. I do 40 days and yes, I did the 40 days, but did I really get the benefit of the meditation? I'm wondering now. <laughs> now, yes, I do have these goals. But I'm also softer in a way that I say, hey, today I sit for 20 minutes. Or today I sit for five minutes. 
So it is the balance of the focus and the determination and the dedication to the practice and at the same time treating myself gentle in the process. So maybe one day I'm sitting and the next day I'm lying down in my meditation. So coming back to the wheel of life I've mentioned, um, the wheel of life kind of is a pie that outlines the different aspects of our life. And there's different versions of it. There's even different names to it. And I just want to give a few examples with this topic of process versus goal orientation. So health is a big one. And I guess my meditation example could go under health, could also go under personal growth, um, self-confidence, self-love, whatever. But let's make a really clear health goal. For example, I want to be able to run 10Ks by mid-October in under an hour. So, right, it's a smart goal. It's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable for me, for example. It's relevant for me, for example. I mean, that's really important, right? That it is achievable and relevant because otherwise it's not a smart goal. And it's timely. So I have the time aspects. Now, if I don't enjoy the little steps of getting the right shoes, of setting a training plan, maybe even getting a running coach, who knows, to train in different ways. Maybe it's not just running, but to find out all of that. And if I don't enjoy that, the question is, will I be able to stick to the training, therefore reach my goal? Let's say I am, even though I don't enjoy it. <laughs> will I then enjoy my first 10K run under an hour? Right? And the enjoyment part is different for everybody, right? Maybe in this particular goal, it means that I have a running buddy or I can kind of combine it with training for with Kia, <laughs> something. Maybe I find new routes that I can run that I enjoy and discover. Another example is a financial goal, right? By so-and-so, I want to have so-and-so in my bank account. And mostly, if we have financial goals, it also includes our career, our job, our work. So how can I enjoy that? 
and make the money. Because if I just have to work crazy hours, do jobs I don't even like, will I at the end enjoy this money in my bank account? And then coming back to it, why do I want this money in my bank account? Why do I want to run 10Ks in under an hour by mid-October? And the why is kind of our North Star. Maybe there is dreams and wishes and goals (laughs) for our relationships, right? Whether that's in our family, maybe that's in our romantic life, maybe in our social life. Maybe there is friends that you haven't seen in a long time and your goal could be to reconnect and see them. It's important that you enjoy that. And especially if other people are involved, like relational goals. And if this is a topic in your life that is wanting your attention, go listen to the episode on love languages. And maybe that is a goal that you have. And the process is that you enjoy learning more about them, learning more about yourself, learning more about the people in your life. I think a big area as well where we can lose sight of our why and our process is learning and education. I mentioned personal growth a little bit and personal development and the difference between working on ourselves compared to working with ourselves. As many of you know, and if you've listened to the podcast, you you definitely know that I am currently studying somatic experiencing. There is also an episode on that, if you're curious. If I would do this training, it's three years because I just want to have the certification. I don't think that's possible. And thinking of that actually makes me think of school. And even though I don't have children on my own in school, I hear it from friends and clients and colleagues. And I remember for myself, right, how it's so much about the goal. I didn't enjoy school. Because I didn't enjoy the process. It was all about reaching something. It was like getting the grade and studying for the exam. And ugh. (laughs) Anyway, 
I think you can um, understand what I'm trying to get at. So coming back to my <laughs> studies right now, because I enjoy it so much, the certification actually doesn't even matter because I'm learning and I'm excited on what I'm learning. So I encourage you to look at your goals. And again, I love goals, not against goals. I think I've said enough. And I encourage you to break down the goals into small steps. And I also encourage you to maybe cancel some of the goals and find focus. And that's difficult, I know. It's a big part of my work with my clients that I help to find that focus. So reach out if you want to hop on a call and um, find out more about that. Because sometimes it just helps to take a little bit of a bird's eye view on our life to see what's actually really wanting our attention. And then the magic is that there's a ripple effect. So one thing leads to the next. Right? I mentioned some goals, for example, the meditation. And maybe that leads into a change in relationships. Or the running goal may increase my self-confidence because I feel stronger and healthier. So yes, just maybe pick one goal. How can you break it down into smaller steps and ask yourself why and ask yourself how can I be more in the being, incorporating the doing, finding the balance, and enjoying the process? And let me know how you're doing. Let me know if you have questions. I always love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, and I think I said it before, but I will link that Chaos of Clarity, which is on my website, in the show notes as well. If you want to dive deeper into those five steps. Now go and enjoy the process of curating your life. Much love.